You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia of Modern Restaurant Management. And today we're going to talk about modern restaurant concepts. So it's modern restaurant management, meaning modern restaurant concepts, finally. Uh, so with me today is Rob McColgan, who is the CEO of Modern Restaurant Concepts. Uh, so welcome, Rob. Um, so first thing, I you know, want to uh, reflect a little bit on your background. You come from a finance background. So kind of how did you come from finance to then get into the restaurant realm? Well, good morning, Barbara. Thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting story. I never worked in a restaurant, let alone manage one, until the soft opening day of the very first modern market. So I studied finance in school, uh, went to work in New York, um, and worked on Wall Street for six years, mainly in wealth management. Had a great time. It was fantastic. Um, but you know, when the opportunity came to jump into business with my childhood and high school best friend, um, you know, it decided it sounded like a very fun, interesting opportunity. And for the time of my life where my wife and I had no kids or no pets or no mortgage or cars, um, the, the idea of maybe moving to an exciting place like Colorado was an important part of the decision. So, yeah, I... Um, like I mentioned, my co-founder for Modern Market, uh, his name is Anthony Piliacampo. He uh, and I met in high school and we're best friends through high school. And we always thought it would be fascinating and interesting if we you know, could work together one day if there was something that we were both passionate about. And we were both passionate about health, wellness, and, and sort of how food fit into that. And when we were talking, doing you know our other jobs and kind of were saying that there was it's disappointing that there wasn't a restaurant out there, at least at scale, that we wanted to eat at every day. Maybe we should create one. So that was the origin of, of kind of the modern market idea, which we then left our jobs in 2008 to work on and fundraise and build the first one in Boulder, Colorado, uh, which opened the end of 2009. And it's been a fantastic journey ever since. So now currently you have the modern market eatery concept and the lemonade concept. So can you kind of explain, you know, what they are um, and what's unique to both of them? Yeah. So modern market, which is, again, what I co-founded, um, you know, was really based on the idea of where do I want to eat at and where does Anthony want to eat at every single day? And if we were going to eat at a place every day, it had to check a few boxes. And those boxes were obviously it needed to be better for you. It needed to be healthy. Uh, and to us, that meant clean ingredients, things that, you know, we could do scratch in the kitchen and control what was in the food. So that was at the very core of the idea from the very beginning. Uh, it needed to be, have a broad menu and be customizable so we didn't get sick of just eating salads every day. Um, and it needed to be affordable. You know, we, we didn't want to have something that, you know, just costs way too much money and 
you know, that would prevent people from eating it as much as possible. So kind of those were the core tenets from the very beginning that we've stuck with um, as modern market has has evolved. So then, you know, fast forward through several years of expansion, we started working with a private equity firm called Butterfly Equity, which is based in Los Angeles. Um, they invested in us and another one of their portfolio companies was Lemonade. Now, Lemonade was founded a few years before Modern Market and existed and currently exists only in California. But it's another fantastic concept where the ingredient and um, the ingredient is put first. Just amazing ingredients, fresh food, focused, uh, you know, heavily on vegetables, but it's not just vegetarian, highly customizable. And then, you know, it was created by an amazing chef who is based in California and love the idea of this California cuisine where, you know, again, fresh and healthy and vegetable forward. Um, and so we admired the concept as we got to know uh, who else we were com- sort of competing against. We traveled around the country finding the best concepts to see how they were doing things. And Lemonade was always on that list. So um, in 2019, uh, we had the opportunity to take over the operations of Lemonade Um by partnering with, again, our private equity firm, and we, we ended up doing that. So we took over operations in uh, early 2019 um, and, you know, have now been growing both of those brands, you know, based here in our headquarters in Denver. Um, and you guys make some news this week where um, you have a proposed merger with Cadobo, and now you can't talk too much about it, Cadobo. Uh, um, and, um, but just why, why is that a good fit for you right now? Yeah, there's there's many reasons. And yes, we're extremely excited about this news. Um, our whole team, you know, has been incredibly excited about it. And we're thrilled to, to start working, you know, with the brand a lot more closely. Uh, the transaction should close in Q3. So we'll get the real work will start then. But, you know, the reasons are numerous. First and foremost, it's it's an amazing brand with so much potential. And, you know, I've mentioned, you know, the importance of ingredients and food um, to, to what we're about. And Qdoba has it. I mean, it's a culinary driven concept that does just about everything inside the restaurant, which is important to us. Um, and then one thing I haven't mentioned yet, but we have a really strong people culture. You know, part of, I think, what makes Modern Restaurant Concepts special is that we want to put all of our team members first. And to us, the most important position in the entire organization is those general managers in our restaurants and the teams that they lead. Um, So we were never going to consider partnering with another brand that also didn't have a people-first culture and a chef food ingredient first culture. So Qdoba really checked all those boxes, which are, you know, which was very, very important to us. Um, One piece that I know we'll probably get into a little bit here is uh, franchising. So, you know, right now, Modern Market and Lemonade uh, don't have any franchise locations. We have some licensed locations in airports and universities, but um, we've spent the last year building a franchise program and, um, you know, sort of concurrently, it just worked out that Modern 
market has just signed its first development agreement with our first franchise partner. So franchising is going to be an important component of the growth of all of our brands. And Qdoba has an amazing franchise platform. You know, just over half of their restaurants are franchised. And so being able to partner with a brand that has put franchising at a core part of their growth was was really important to us. And I think will really help Modern Market and Lemonade as franchising starts taking off there. So is that one of the things you spent uh, during the pandemic was putting together this franchise program and and the scalability of the brands to kind of uh, focus on on growth? Yeah, um, I, I mean, we spent the last five, six years um, at Modern looking at the menu, looking at operations and, and looking at it through the lens of if we want to franchise someday, what does the brand need to look like? Um we did get a little too complex. The menu got a little too broad. And, you know, it, it was kind of killing two birds with one stone because if we said we were going to scale and grow company-owned units, if we were going to be successful, we had to be more streamlined. We had to make operations a little bit easier. And so we worked for years on making that happen and sort of migrating the brand to the place that it is now. We started the idea of franchising and then doing the sort of initial FDD work and, and getting things sort of buttoned up right before COVID. COVID, like for most restaurants and businesses, kind of put a halt to a lot of those you know, development plans. And, you know, we kind of had to hunker down like everyone else and enter survival mode. But then as things started to get a little better, we were able to sort of pick up the franchising plan again and keep moving forward. So what what are some of those things that are on the menu that are kind of the most popular and some of your go to menu items Uh, for modern or for? Yeah, um, let's just say okay. modern. So yeah, so yeah. modern market, the menu has evolved a lot. We we say when we started, we wanted to have a broader menu. At the time, it meant salads and pizzas. Um, we love the idea of having sort of healthier, better for you, thin crust pizzas that would attract a dinner business and attract families more so than just a pure salad concept. And so that was really successful. And then over time, we added things like soup when the weather turned cold and no one would come into the restaurant. We added sandwiches when uh, catering started to become a priority. Um, and then we started to add bowls when when it became evident that bowls was something that a lot of our guests wanted. So right now, the, the, the menu has um, some distinct sections where bowls and salads are kind of uh, combined, and that's our most popular segment still. And then we do sandwiches, we do pizzas, um, and then uh, catering as well is a, is a pretty big uh, sales channel for us. So you hit on, um, you know, talking about, you know, the guests and, um, you know, and what they want, um, you know, and, and so much of, of what you're talking about is um, something that I would say transcended the trend where guests want to know what's in the food that they're eating. You know, this is a something that has really come about over the past, I mean, I'd say 20 years. Um, you know, people want to know what's in front of them. They want to know where it came from. Um, and, and, you know, the whole brand is kind of a, a response to that desire for the guests. So how, who is your customer and how do you engage with them? 
Um, yeah, that was a great point, Barbara. We couldn't agree more. Um, transparency has been a core tenant of ours from the very beginning. And out of our list of values, the specific value is we're an open kitchen with nothing to hide. And so that has been something that's been important to us from the very beginning, that the ingredients are all listed. We don't hide anything. We don't hide behind um, you know, uh, things that it just, it's, it needs to be easy to tell the story of what you're eating needs to be easy to tell. And not only that, I believe it needs to be highly customizable. So, you know, we've found that our guests, um, love changing menu items and we've embraced that with build your own just about everything and you can build and create items that are very unique and our guests do that and our team members do that too which is really cool and we've had some new menu ideas come from team members who are creating things on their own because if you have amazing ingredients and a lot of them you can get very very uh, creative about new menu dishes and things that satisfy exactly what you want that day. So we, we completely agree with that. Um, as far as, you know, who our guest is, we've been surprised over the years um, at how broad it is. Um, I think the idea of being wanting to be healthier, wanting to know what's in your food and having a customizable experience is not just one type of guest. Uh, it's people of all ages. Um, it certainly maybe skews a little bit younger, um, but we found that, you know, people of all ages like coming in and just having very, you know, easy to explain American food because that that's, that's what modern market is. Um, it, it's sometimes when you have a broad menu and you're not just a specific type of cuisine, it can be difficult to tell the story of who you are. Um, but once we're able to do that and people try it, you know, try us out, um, they become hooked. So you mentioned kind of going around the country and, and looking at the competition. So who would you assess the competition is and how do you think you compare? Yeah, I mean, the most national brand that we compete with is definitely Panera. That's the brand that across the country everybody knows and is aware of that you can go in and, you know, get a, a, a broader menu that has salads and sandwiches on it. And heck, they've even have rolled out pizzas now. So that's the that's the national brand that people compare us to. And then, of course, in, in the last 10 years since we've started, there's now, you know, several great regional brands as well, um, both in markets that we're in and in other markets um, that that we compete with. So the idea of healthy, fast, casual, you know, we weren't the first and, um, you know, we're not going to be the last. And there's been several great concepts that um, people have to choose from now. So we're just constantly trying to find ways to differentiate ourselves and, you know, get people excited about coming back to us um, more than those other guys. So you had talked a little bit about, you know, working and spending a lot of time on making the menu more scalable and more executable, you know, in the stores. Um, so what are some of the elements that make Modern Market and Lemonade franchisable so that if, you know, if someone's listening in there like, you know, I want to invest in a concept, um, you know, what is it about you that makes it something that that could yep. work? So you're right. It's a balancing act that we play with the menu. So it starts with what the menu is. What are you trying to accomplish? How broad are you trying to get? At both Modern and Lemonade, we've wanted a broader menu. We felt it was always important to not have a veto vote. 
which is when a member of a family or, you know, a coworker decides, hey, I don't really feel like a salad today. I don't really feel like uh, pizza today or Chinese today or Mexican today. Um, so being able to offer a broader menu was always important and will continue to be important. But if you start to get a little too complex with too many ingredients that aren't cross-utilized, um, it can get harder. And, you know, anyone in the restaurant business will say that the most important thing with your food is consistency. Even if it's not healthy or something you probably shouldn't be eating every day, consistency is critical. You have to be able, the guest has to be confident that when they come in, what they're expecting, they're getting it. And the more complex and the more scratch cooking that you do, consistency is really hard. So making sure that the amount of ingredients that are brought into the restaurant that are prepared, that are counted, that, you know, have to be used, um, you know, is as low as possible to achieve that broad menu is really at the core of reducing that complexity. And then, you know, it's about the training. And, you know, it's why being people focused is, is so important because you have to, you know, attract people who want to be pushed and want to learn new things. You know, if they just want to, you know, drop a fryer basket into a fryer all day, they're not going to be a great fit for us. You know, we want people that are excited about cooking, excited about learning how to prep. You do not need to have experience to join our team. You're going to learn things, though, and be in an amazing environment. Um, and we're going to have the resources to to make sure that you're feel like you're trained and that you can continue to develop as you work your way through the restaurant. So all of the technology, LMS, stuff that, you know, allow for the team members to consistently put the food together is is critical. Now, we've put all of those standards in place. We have developed all of those tools and our franchisees will get them all. So, you know, those are the things that when I mentioned we spent a few years getting ready to be more consistent and easier to operate, they make it easier to operate our company-owned restaurants as we continue to expand ourselves, but it'll make it easier for franchisees that have some restaurant experience to jump in and execute our menu. So what are you looking for in that franchisee part? So someone that has restaurant experience. Um, we just believe that, you know, because there is a little bit more complexity than some very basic concepts, um, someone is just not going to be able to at least now come in and learn the restaurant business and execute our food. So we're looking for partners that have some restaurant experience, doesn't need to be anything specific, but just know what it's like to run a restaurant. Um, and then the other benefit of having people partners with experience is that they can help us, that they can help us, you know, continue to evolve, grow, and improve as a franchisor. Um, we have always taken the or shared the belief that we don't know everything, um, that we're here to learn and grow. And that's been the case from the very beginning. And our willingness to grow and evolve is how we've gotten to here today and why I think our concepts are in the best place that they've ever been. And that comes from partners internally, uh, team members internally. It comes from listening to our guests. And I want another sort of core piece there to be listening to our franchisees. So selfishly, I love talking to franchise, potential franchise partners who've been around the block and done amazing things with other concepts. 
and then they can bring that knowledge and experience to help us get better. So what are you looking for in terms of site requirements and actual locations? You know, what are the what are the things that that says, hey, this is going to be a good spot for a modern market or this is going to be a good spot? for? Yeah, I mean, listen, every site is different. Um, You know, you have to look at them through the right lens of a site selection criteria. Um, but we're going to work with our franchise partners, franchisee partners, um, and, and help them make those decisions. Typically we're between 2,700 and 3,200 square feet. Uh, we're almost all end caps. We do have some freestanding sites that we're developing right now. So we can do pad sites. We can do, you know, inline, uh, end caps, um, you know, we're always looking for interesting co-tenants. I don't mind being with other restaurants, especially in new areas. We don't have national brand awareness. So if we can be by great restaurants that are drawing traffic, that then people say, hey, what's what's that new place? That's great for us. So interesting co-tenancy, high traffic areas, um, they're all important to us. Now, as far as just overall trade areas, and, and cities. We started in Colorado partly because we believe that if you can work in several different areas on the front range, you can work anywhere in the country because Boulder is very different than Fort Collins or Colorado Springs. And we can have urban locations. We can have suburban locations. And now with the 30-odd mod markets we have right now, we've proven it to be successful in all of those types of of trade areas. So we have restaurants that do much heavier lunch and catering business because they're, you know, in in urban environments. And then we have restaurants that do heavier at dinner um, and the weekends because they're in suburban communities. So um, we believe that, you know, a, a modern market can fit and work anywhere in this country. So let's talk about catering. Um, it's kind of a topic that has been off the radar for, you know, 2020, you know, business catering was booming, you know, before the pandemic and then people working from home, it wasn't as much of a factor. Um, You're very hot on catering. Um, So why, you know, why is catering such a, a key factor that you feel for brand growth? You know what I view and our team views catering, you know, through the lens of, of marketing, as much as anything else. People, again, going to that awareness piece, a lot of people probably know us here in in Denver and in Colorado, but we go to newer markets, they just, we're new. And, you know, people always underestimate that when you travel out of your home market, how important that awareness that you've built up actually is. So going to a new market, catering is a fantastic way to get your food into people's hands and mouths and to try it. And, you know, we always say that if we deliver on, you know, our our menu specs, when people try our food, they're going to be wowed. So if the goal is to get your food into, you know, as many people's mouths as possible, then catering is a great way to do that. Because if a business can bring in, you know, a group lunch for 20 people, maybe 18 of those people have never had Modern Market before or never had lemonade before. And then this gets them, you know, to experience the amazing food, the the fresh, amazing quality. And then maybe they become fans and they pick it up for dinner the next night. Um, So we view it as a great way for people to try our food. 
And and you're right. Things have dramatically shifted here in the last couple years where our business catering is, is, is obviously down. People are going into work less. They're going into the office less. Um, and we've seen that shift. And so it's caused our sort of catering sales efforts to expand beyond business catering and to look at social catering when other types of groups are getting together. I think we've been pretty successful with that. Um, our, our menu is not, you know, occasion driven. You should be able to enjoy everything that we serve, any type in any groups. And so if we can, you know, make people understand that, then they're going to try us, you know, at different occasions. You talked a little bit about how, um, you know, you'd be working with franchisee partners um, and providing them with uh, technology tools. So, um, you know, how is technology integrated into the brand? You know, what it what is it that you're using, um, and you know, and how you know how is how has that kind of changed? Has 2020 kind of um, you know made you look a little bit more onto the tech side? Yeah, I mean, we've embraced technology from the very beginning, um, always knew that it would be important for both guest facing and in the restaurant for operations. So we've continually invested in different systems, uh, tested different systems, uh, both to make the restaurants easier to run, uh, faster to run. Um, and make it a better ordering experience for our guests. And so, you know, with regard to the pandemic, you know, one of the, you know, broad trends is this move to off-premise and, and delivery and the adoption from the guests on how important delivery is for both convenience and, and safety. Um, you know, we were very fortunate that we embraced delivery and working with third-party partners before the pandemic so that when it hit and everybody had to then, that was the only way to sell your food, we weren't learning something new or had to really pivot. We just did more through that sales channel that had already been set up. So, you know, having technology and a website um, and integrations with other uh, third-party partners, uh, we had that in place um, before the pandemic. So when people ordered food, it didn't matter if they ordered at a register from their phone or from their computer. Um, it hit our build KDS screens the same way. And we just started getting more of those types of orders. So obviously over the past few years, you know, we have the pandemic and there's so many things that are affecting the restaurant industry right now. You know, key of, of them being um, staffing and supply chain and now inflation. Um, so, you know, how is Modern Market and Lemonade handling these challenges? You know, particularly when, you know, you're so focused on scratch cooking, which implies people actually doing that, um, and you need fresh ingredients. So, you know, what is it that you're, um, you're doing that is, um, that's working and, you know, kind of keeping this, um, you know, keeping this going and growing? Yeah, the, um, there, there's a lot to unpack there. And I certainly don't want to indicate that we've been immune to all the challenges. I mean, we're facing them like everybody else. I, I do think we're able to do a little bit better of a job than most for a few key reasons. You know, going back to that broad menu, there's built-in advantages to having both salads and pizzas on the same menu, right? Um, the margins on pizzas are better. I don't think that'll come as a surprise to everybody. And when you're not tied to just serving 
steak or burgers or chicken. You can spread around and adjust your menu accordingly to help mitigate some of those inflationary um, you know, amounts on specific items. So yes, our basket of items and our order guide are all going up, but we're not only exposed to certain things that may be going up more and have no way to pivot. If you're serving chicken fingers or fried chicken and chicken goes up, there's not much you can do to, to, to offset those, those cost increases other than raise prices. Now, we've raised prices as well, and having the ability to adjust pricing on multiple sales channels like delivery, like pickup, um, and be smart about it that way has allowed us to, I think, be a lot smarter about it than we would have had to have been 10 years ago when you really only had to worry about restaurant menu boards. Um, so we've taken a cautionary approach to raising prices. I mean, we've had to like everybody else, but I think we still fall in a very, very good area for the premium food that we, that we serve. Um, from a labor standpoint, um, I alluded to how important having a people culture is to us. And I think that's helped us. Our, our turnover numbers are dramatically lower than industry averages. And, you know, I think that starts with treating people the right way, starting with very fair wages, um, having the ability to distribute tips evenly across all of our team. Um, and the fact that our concept lends itself um, better than a lot of other ones that our guests, you know, are very generous with their tips. If we deliver great hospitality experience with great food, that's maybe a little bit more premium than a lot of other brands. Um, you know, our guests are, are being generous with their tips that we share completely with our team. That allows our wages to be incredibly, incredibly competitive. Um, but that's just the, the baseline that you have to do. You need to have a culture of listening to people and being transparent and fair and flexible. Um, the days of being rigid and telling this is how you work and when you work and not changing or adapting are over. And if brands can't wrap their heads around that, then they're going to struggle more than most finding team members. Um, so it's a lot of those pieces together that I think has, has helped us. Um, I certainly want to say, um, you know, that it's a thriving environment for everybody right now, but we're certainly weathering, you know, some challenges better than, better than most. So it seems, you know, the one word that, that I kept thinking about as you were talking is value on both ends, you know, valuing your staff. Um, by, you know, uh, treating them the right way and also providing value for your guests. Um, you know, so um, how do you, you know, so many brands kind of struggle with, with doing all of this. Um, and, you know, how is it that, um, that you keep instilling this, particularly as you grow? And it's kind of the same thing, like, you know, how do you balance quality control and as you grow, um, and making sure that you kind of keep instilling all of all of the missions and all of the things that you want to that you want to achieve. Yeah, I mean, to scale effectively through sort of that operational consistency that we've talked about, that comes from the tools that you've developed and the the training that you've instilled, kind of at all levels. Um, frankly, that's easier than the valuing your people. 
And that comes when you model it at all levels of the organization. And we try to do that. And if you are fair, open, honest, and treat people the right way, then they will do it to their team members and their and their individual teams and departments. Um, and again, that's a lot easier said than done. And it's frankly why there's a lot of books about why culture is important, but then there's still a lot of organizations that, you know, aren't necessarily living it. I don't want to suggest that we're perfect in, in every way, but we make a very concerted effort to share our values and, you know, talk about them and reward people who are doing them and listen to situations where it's not happening. And I think if you do that enough and enough and enough, it starts to become ingrained at all levels. And hopefully, you know, all team members see that, value it, and ultimately pass it on to the our guests in the form of great food and a smile. So, you know, it's hard to, you know, look look forward um, sometimes because, you know, having gone through the pandemic, it's like we, we're not expecting that. Um, but, um, you know, kind of pointing a, you know, look to the future, where do you kind of hope to be with the brands in, say, five years? You know what? I, I hope we've continued to incrementally get better in all asset, in all facets of what we do. Um, that's been at the core of, of us from the very beginning is that we don't remain stale. We keep changing and getting better. I, like I said, I hope our franchise partners help us with that. So I, I, I hope the brands are better serving better food in better ways. Um, you know, that's to me table stakes. And then I hope we're doing it in a lot more places. Um, you know, we were in several markets now, but we plan on growing both domestically and internationally someday. And, you know, so I hope in, in five years, there's just a lot better versions of what we're doing right now. Um, modern restaurant concepts, you know, was created when uh, we took over operations of lemonade. Um, and now we're, we're able to add Qdoba. And so perhaps there's, you know, the, also the ability to add further great brands that check all those boxes that I mentioned. Um, so I'm excited to see where, uh, where that takes us. Thank you so much. 